Welcome everybody to Panfish Nation along with Mark. I'm Lyle and Mark. We're going to hit a subject tonight that is very dear to me because I love catching bluegills. I know you do, Lyle. <laughs> I know you do. Gotta, I like catching them, but I catch them for another reason. If I get on the real big ones, every now and then if I'm bored, I'll go out there and chase them and stuff. But Well, I think I got some, some information tonight that might help people catch the big ones. That's good. I, I, I'd like to have a fish fry. You know, we did have bluegill when last week in Mendota. Really? And they were delicious. Oh, they absolutely are. They're, they're one of my favorite uh, panfish to eat. But a lot of the times where I fish, you can't get the the eight, nine inch ones, the seven inch ones. And uh, most of the ones we catch here are bait size for like flathead fishing and stuff, which I kind of like that too, you know. Yeah. But the, um, the eight and nine inch ones, you can fillet them and you have a pretty good fillet. Well, when I cook them, I cook them whole. I'll, I'll, I'll scale them. Gut them and cut the heads off. If the wife sees people do that, yeah. Do you you eat the fins? Oh heck yeah! yeah. And the tail? (laughs) Oh yeah! I make sure to get a little extra. I make sure I make sure to get a little extra. I put. What I'll do is I'll bread them a little bit lightly, right? I crisscross them, cut into them, get some of that seasoning in on the meat, and then I'll deep fry them whole. But then when they come out, I'll sprinkle a little extra of that seasoning right on the tail and the fins, get it nice and crispy and salty and delicious. I'm gonna make your mouth water. I know. I'm starting to. I, I had a freaking chef salad for dinner. That ain't no crappie. Or, we or fixed up some crappie the other day. I, I think it, I don't remember when it was now. It's a week ago. And it, I, I fixed it in Andy's red breading, and it was amazing. Actually, I usually don't eat fish leftovers, but the next day they was just as good. I'm telling you, they're good out of the fridge, man. <laughs> crappie the next day i'll have them for breakfast i won't even bother warming them up you know what i need to do is try and take some of the breaded ones the next day and heat them up in the air fryer and see if that makes a difference so cindy is loving this air fryer she's had it for a while now and she uses it all the time with great success i might add because i don't ever get any really bad meals um but the fish frying i done outside it was over the weekend i think and uh, it turned out really, really good. But I, I'm a fan of Andy's breading. Um, it's really good. I've got some Cajun uh, Andy's left, um, and I'll be using it up the next time we do some. But i got a couple more packages of that crappie. I'm probably going to do that unless I can get out on some big bluegill. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But before we do, Mark, what do you say we welcome everybody in the chat? I think that's a great idea, Lyle. Let me get my list up here. We got 351 Cleveland in the house, and that's catfishing. There's Stephanie. She's a channel member over at Cotton Pick and Fishing. Oh, thanks, also Stephanie. another channel member, Crappie Day Fish On. There's our buddy Creole. What's up, Creole? There's Freddie's Outdoor Adventures. What's going on, Freddie? Freddie's going to be my guest next Monday, Lyle. We're going to awesome. have him on my show. Yes, uh, there's Dee. D, she's a channel member. She's a supporter over at Get Hooked on D Fishing. There's JG Hill Studio, channel member, Joe Buck 66. How you doing? There's our buddy JP3 Outdoors. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Good to see you. Size Matters. Oh, there's your pup. Size Matters Catfishing is in the house. Steve Ransom. There's my buddy KP over at Takedown Catfishing. 
Kelly over at the Bullock Experience. There's Aaron from Up in the Aaron Outdoors. There's Matt over at Want to Be Outdoors. We had an avid fisherman just showed up. Welcome, avid. How you doing? Uh, Halana's at Catfish Adventures. What's up, niece Halana? How you doing? And I'm going through. I think we got everybody. How you doing, folks? Awesome. Glad to have them all in chat tonight. Be a lot of fun with them. Oh, oh there's Chucky just popped up in Carmel Muncie. How you guys doing? Awesome. Awesome. You know, Mark, the spawn is a bonus. Um, they're starting to. They're starting to. Bluegills are starting to spawn in uh, the southern states now, Texas, Alabama, places like that. Uh, I've been talking to some people, and and uh, they're just now going on the nest there. Now, that's not saying that the, here in Missouri and Illinois that you might find some that are, are are getting ready to spawn or are already spawning. But for the most part, uh, it'll be a couple of weeks before it, the water temperature gets to the spot it needs to be in our area. With that being said, for the bigger fish, that's probably the best time of the year to do really well on mm -hmm. our bigger bluegill. And... <laughs> Those big males are the ones that are guarding the, the nest, right? That's exactly right. And the females, they're not on there very long. Uh, and you still catch some of them, but they're the one that produces the eggs. I would rather have the big males. Yeah, you know, I caught a couple of bluegill. I went out bait fishing here, what, two days ago. And uh, I caught a couple of females that were really, really swollen in the belly. I'm thinking they were getting ready to yeah. to do their thing. So it's, it's coming, if not here already, so. That's right. Now, if if you have a depth finder that has side scan on, it doesn't matter what brand it is, they all show the same thing. You have little divots, circular holes, and there'll be one right after another. It'll make a big old circle, and that is where them bluegill are spawning. And if you can get close to that and either spot lock or use an anchor and put you there, drop you a, a buoy marker out, uh, basically in the center of that and just fish all around it. And you will catch a lot of them big males and you're going to keep them anyhow. So you can't worry about whether it affects the nesting of them, but there'll be thousands and thousands of them. And that you know, and, and here's a hint for or a tip for people who don't have side imaging, get yourself some uh, polarized sunglasses because they're usually in the shallows. And it's usually shallow enough you'd be able to see them, and especially on a, a brighter day with those polarized glasses because it, it, I can see them. Uh, I've been seeing that those golf balls-looking divots. They look like the divots they on, do a look golf like ball. Divots. <laughs> on a golf ball. They do. And you can see them pretty much from the bank if you're looking close enough. Yeah. So keep an eye out and get you some polarized glasses. It's a great investment for fishing. It really and they're is. not that expensive. You can get a pair at Walmart or some one of the big name fisherman stuff for eight, ten bucks. You know, they're not they're not mm -hmm. but it makes a world of difference. If you're if you're bank fishing and you're walking around a pond, it'll look like a grid of something out there, and then it's just little holes where all them males are in there and they fan that out. And and you get you a little bluegill jig of some kind, or you can use crickets, one of the all-time bluegill favorites, or little pieces of wax worms, 
red worms. I like night crawlers because they're bigger. You just need a little chunk of it on the end of a hook and a slip cork, and you can just wear them out. But oh. jigs, you know, 116th, 132nd, 164th, small jigs with small hooks because bluegill actually have a very small mouth. And and you can just sit there and catch them and catch them and catch them. If you don't want to clean them or you don't like to eat them, that's okay. They're still about as much fun to catch as anything going. Especially if you're geared up for them, right? And you're, you're not using too heavy a gear. I know when we were in Mendota, a couple of guys were complaining about a walleye not fighting hard or, or a pike not. Well, they're using 80 pound touched. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It doesn't matter on a heavy rod or a medium heavy rod. So that, that's, that's right. I also, I wanted to add to that. I know up here in the north, them big bluegill, man, them guys catch them on leeches. They drop shot leeches to them, or they'll yeah. actually uh, uh, free line them. You know, just let it sink slowly, watch their line, and, and they'll get on the big ones with those. So That's right. I'd like to welcome Justin's Fish and Fetish in to chat and Super Dave. I don't know if there's anybody else that I've missed, um, but Super Dave is. Here's Sonny Catnabber Parker. We hey, missed him. Sonny, yeah, heck yeah. Glad to see Sonny in here. He's got his hands all messed up. Hope he's feeling better. But uh, Super Dave is the moderator extraordinaire for several of the channels that have shows. So glad to have him in here. But yeah, Mark, these bluegills, this is the time of the year to, to really get on them. And if you got a child or a grandson or daughter or a neighbor kid or anybody that you want to get into the sport, now's the time. Now's the time because you can take them out and put them on these and let them catch them. And the action's going to be hot. They're going to catch a lot of them and they'll enjoy themselves. And you'll have the greatest time if you if you have a phone with a camera on it or a can record. This is one of the greatest times to get involved in stuff like that because these kids are going to be all smiles. They're not going to have time for none of this because they're going to be doing this. And, and that's... That's something that's really important to these days if we can keep these kids involved in, in outdoor sports. Yeah, um, J.G. Hill Studios is asking, Mark, what are your thoughts on using small circle hooks to catch panfish? I've never tried it. Go ahead and try it. I don't know. I use Aberdeen-type hooks or the Pro-V Aberdeen hooks usually, or if I'm using a jig head. Uh, Lyle's got me using some of the ones with the longer uh, um, hook shanks on them. That works pretty well. Um, crappie, I use your standard jig heads, 32nd and 16th ounce. And I don't really need to go that much smaller. If I'm catching fish and not trying to get on fish that won't bite, why go smaller? So whatever works. I, so there uh, we go. And Aaron had a question. He says, what panfish are on beds in August? That's a good question. Um, I was told by a couple of people that, uh, bluegill could spawn or some of them spawn multiple times a year. So they could very well be them. I, I, whether or not that's true or not, that's what I've heard. I'm no biologist, so I don't know. So Exactly. I understand. Now, going back to the, the panfish size uh, circle hooks, I have some to try this year. I haven't had them out yet, but I will. I'll give you a report when I do. And I also took some of the hooks. It was a little difficult, but I made it happen. I tied some flies on them. And we'll see how that works out because um, if that'll work out to where they hook themselves, 
I think the hookup ratio for fly fishing could be greatly increased. I have to agree with size matters catfishing. He says setting the hook on panfish is the best part. It is. I have to agree. It is. <laughs> and and you know, hey, Maurice is joining us. Welcome, buddy. Um, you're using light at best, at most, and a lot of times ultra light and micro light stuff with anywhere from one to six pound test line. Um, so you can really get carried away with that and, and not hurt them or anything else. You're not going to usually break anything because all the stuff has got so much give in it. And, um, I've got if you're if you're watching your line and you're setting those hooks, chances are you're not gonna gut hook them. And I think that's, that's what a lot of people are worried about. That's that's fishing with a worm and, and, and not watching your bobber or something. They'll they'll inhale them or too small a tackle. You'd be surprised, like Lyle says they do have small mouth, but you'd be surprised. I fish for panfish with a number four hook, which is a decent sized hook. Yeah, that's a crappie size hook. And and it and and it works well. It all has to do with how much bait you got on there and stuff. So Creole says he's looking forward to watching Gabe hit some brim beds with his fly rod. That looks that yeah. sounds like a good time right there. Hey, there's Kim Burnett. Welcome, buddy. How you doing, Kim? There's a man who likes to fly fish for bluegills. He said he got out after work and put a hurting on them using a house fly. Was putting in the work. That house fly fly that he ties is a bluegill catching machine. It really is. Mr. Tully41, welcome. Um, like I say, right now it is from now, probably through the middle part of next month, going to be amazing time to catch bluegill. And, um, I can't wait. I, I'm ready to go. So we'll see how it works out and, and catch a bunch of them. And, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be using jigs. We're going to be using worms, two or three different kinds, probably. We're going to be using slip corks and fixed corks, fly rods, but all ultralight other than that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I agree. It's going to be a I'm good time. I'm excited about it. Now, if you don't like to eat them or you don't want to clean them and you like the catfish, especially flathead catfish, one of the best baits that you can get. I'm not saying it is the best bait. I say that it is one of the best baits you can get for for catching them um, because it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, flatheads love them. And, and when I talk about panfish, I'm talking about bluegills, warm mouth, uh, pumpkin seeds, all, all the panfish breeds or flathead bait green sunfish one of my favorite green sunfish is one of the all-time greats because they're easy to catch they got a little bigger mouth that's where we have them bigger hooks of yours will shine more sunny says he was catching 14 inch crappie all day a week ago we need some gps coordinates sunny yeah i'm thinking his doctor probably don't know he was doing that <laughs> <laughs> But, but, yeah, I'm glad you're catching 14 inches. Great crappie. Nubby's catching. Nubby. Nubby says, I love using bass for flatheads. I'd love to do that myself if they'd let me. They, I found out that it's legal on my river, so I might have to try that, Lyle. Well, James Smith used to say that's his favorite flathead bait, cut bait especially. 
do like them. But I can't do it. So it's kind of like using crappie for for uh, catfish bait. I can't do that either uh, in my state, and that's okay. I got it. But it sure is hard to pass up when you hear other people catching tons and tons of fish on them. It's really th it, it's tough, though, because, Mark, if I catch them of any size, bluegill or crappie, either one, I'm probably going to want to eat them instead of using them. Well, you know, I, I got a freezer full of crappie, but I also the other half of the freezer is full of crappie heads that I vacuum sealed. I'm going to be using those for some bait. Yeah. Especially here on the river, there's no size or creel limit on them, so you can use them. And see, I see no reason why that shouldn't be legal in Missouri. If you cut the head off of it, which you do when you clean them, and the, you, you eat the rest of them, why couldn't you use, instead of just throwing that away, why couldn't you use that head uh, or the tail? The well, tail for I, 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 I like to think that it's because they're just trying to make it so they can differentiate from the people who are trying to cheat the system and who, no, who that's aren't. Probably so right. They just, you know what I mean? It's them letting the one bad apple spoil a whole bunch for everybody, so. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But still, I just I find it wasteful. But we'll see. You know, maybe they'll change it one day. I doubt it, but it could happen. Uh, and also, channel cats up here by me they they'll they'll eat live bluegill like it's nothing. Oh yeah, they have no That's problem. You know what I find out too though? It, 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 during the the flathead spawn, they'll they'll we're catching channel cats on like seven eight inch bluegills as well and it's always you know a six pound channel cat figures out how to get wow. it down and they do so a six pound channel cat eating that big a bluegill they're wanting it bad they're, they're all wrapped up maybe they're just coming off or something i don't know or they feel safer who knows who knows but, man. but i've i've had that happen a couple of times it always blows my mind the reason why i use a little larger baits is to keep the channel cats off not the small flathead because small <laughs> flathead will eat a big bait you know um i love using big bait for catfishing the bigger the better because you you don't always catch fish on them but you eliminate the little ones and um it would be the same with anything like that i don't necessarily uh uh, use big baits to keep off uh, the little fish because the, the well I'll use whatever baits available to me let's say that that's kind yeah. of the way I look at it so Frank over at Twisted Fishing TV how you doing he says bowfin like bluegill that's not really that big a problem for me we got bowfin here but I really got to get up in the weeds and in, in the sloughs the off the off parts of the river and uh i won't take my boat back there because it's pretty stagnant and smelly and i just don't feel like coming home with it smelling like swamp so i stay out of it but i've caught both in here on the river they call them dogfish here right never gonna happen <laughs> well i won't say never but it's probably not gonna happen <laughs> you can leave that up to Dieter and them guys out east, they got the leave, leave it up to, to to hooks and hammocks and Jerry Parker. Yeah, Jerry. They're always messaging us. Look at what I caught on chicken. <laughs> Look at what I caught on chicken. I get that a lot. That's the only reason they message me anymore. It used to be not be that way, but I caught chicken, chicken, chicken. Oh, God, I don't even like to eat chicken. <laughs> they got something. They got something against the pan fishing or something. It must be. 
I hate cut bait keeps turtle and gar away live, baby. Makes sense. Uh, my my tur our turtles here, they eat the live bait too. You'll pull it in, their head will be up, torn off. Really? Yeah, they step on them. You know, even if you got a long leader, I tried using longer leaders and that didn't work. They find a way. They're 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 pretty pretty ornery around here, I guess. So check this out. Justin says about had a heart attack when a guy he saw a guy in South Carolina fillet the side off a 15-inch crappie and throw it out for bait. My God, what's wrong with that guy? Hey, Crappie Day Fish has been a member for four months. Thank you very much, Crappie Day. Absolutely. Dan Thompson, welcome in chat, buddy. That's like a whole sandwich. That's like two sandwiches on that crappie right there. Double it up and make a, a double decker out of it, you know. <laughs> Uh, there's Lance McCougai. What's going on, Lance? How you doing? And there's our, there's my sister and your adopted daughter, Betty Jean. Oh, What's Betty, up? yep. Well, glad to see you made it in here tonight, Betty. And you see, he did all that for a 10-pound blue. What a waste. I like catching 10-pound blues, but I don't want to give up that crappie fillet. I wonder if he kept that 10-pound blue. Then I could my, maybe understand. Yeah. Van with V3 Customs, Kentucky. Howdy from the highway. Welcome, my friend. Glad to see you in here tonight. Van, <laughs> I won't go there. <laughs> Don't say it, Mark. Bad. Don't say it. Even bad again. Mm -hmm. Sonny says, that's three fish tacos. Lyle, you ever have fish tacos? Never have had fish tacos. Oh, they're like fantastic. I never have. I, I couldn't understand why you would waste a good fillet to put it on a piece of, of tortilla. <laughs> oh, it's so good. On a bed of coleslaw? Oh, my God. Oh, no, I like me some good coleslaw. I really you, do. You don't need a fork or a knife. No silverware needed. You just shovel that right in. <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> Makes sense to me. I you know, I bet you if we got Chud to make us some of those beef tallow tortillas he's always making, you wouldn't have a problem with that. I'm sure you're right about that. That that guy's got it going on. I remember, it, for those of you that don't know, it's called uh, Chud's Barbecue. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Um, you need to check his channel out if you like smoking stuff and seeing guys build smokers and and seeing a a genuine chef cook up stuff that anybody can make. And, and this kid has got it going on. He's uh, When I first started watching him, he didn't have but about five or 6,000 people as subscribers. And I don't know what he's got now, but it's a big number. Yeah, he's a guy. He's, his channel grew really quick. Yeah, it did. In the last year and a half or so, it really jumped up there. And he's all the time got stuff going on for um, – um, making things or producing stuff and, and coming up with new recipes. And uh, he's actually went fishing with a couple of guys, Mark. So, uh, you know, pretty he was supposed to go with me, but the only time he's in Chicago is during the barbecue smokeout, which happens right in the middle of flathead spawn. So that ain't going to happen. Yeah, I gotcha. Hey, Cindy, um, call Marky. He's trying to call me on my phone. Let's see what he needs. Uh, kids, what are you going to do? 
Yeah. Bugman says he had them. He's talking about fish tacos in Southern California. Uh, they're the OG <laughs> best things I ever eaten. See, wow. That's, that's a statement right there. That's a statement. You can't just throw a couple on a tortilla. You got to have the coleslaw on there and you got to have like the spicy, little spicy sauce on there and it's good. I like that. I like spicy sauce. You know, um, our buddy Spencer Bauer with the River Certified, he does a lot of catching cooks out on a riverbank. I don't think that Spencer leaves home without tortillas. I just don't think he does. Without the what? Tortillas. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. He, he fishes. He don't use bread, really. That's all he uses. And um, if you haven't checked out Spencer at River Certified, you need to do that. Um, he's a great guy. I've known him for years. We've had him on a show on Catfish Weekly a number of times. But he does a lot of cookouts and camping. And he has a new video out today, by the way. Uh, and he cooks out, and uh, he does it with very minimal equipment. Would you say, Mark? He he does. He and he uses that uh, whisker seeker breading, which I was sent some, which is pretty darn tasty. It's good. It's pretty good stuff. If you like a cornmeal uh, uh, breading, that uh, uh, you 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 kind of can't go wrong. It's a little bit on the salty side, but mm, just put a little extra tartar sauce on there. You'd be there. Fine. You go. <laughs> I'm going to try to make some of my own tartar sauce um, this year, but not today or tomorrow, but sometime this year. And the other thing I'm going to try to make is, um, lost my train of thought now. Oh, hush puppies. Hush puppies are good. I want to try to make some where you don't buy a mix or something, just make them from scratch. And I've not ever done that. So I think it's, uh, I don't think it's that difficult. So I'm sure you can find something on YouTube. So I've been watching a lot of videos. <laughs> I'm already proud. Of I've been busy. I've been slacking on my video, uh, uh, video consumption time, but it is that time of year. It so. is Keith D O C Reed. Welcome. Keith Doc Reed. What's going on, Mr. Reed? How you doing, sir? Glad to have you in here. JG says he House of Audrey seafood breading. I hear that's pretty good. I've never tried it. I've got some. We was at Sam's Club, and they have a bunch, a big container of, um, what is the name of that stuff? I bought some the other day. Here, here Old Bay? What? Were you talking about, you were talking to me about Old Bay. Is that what you mean? No, 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 okay. no. It's uh, uh, stuff I use on, on things. A lot of seafood stuff Cindy does for me. Um, they have tons and tons of, of different varieties of things for shrimp and uh, fish. And are there down for own stuff that seafood magic? No. Oh uh, well, if you remember, we'll figure it out. Yeah, but it's really it's somebody in chat will know what it is. Yeah, David Smith says pancake mix for hush puppies. Yeah, I that's what I thought, okay. but I wasn't sure enough to say that. Yeah. Now, do you, do, are you putting any spicy stuff in it, like jalapeno pieces or anything? Yeah, you can put whatever you want there, I imagine. Who's stopping you, Lyle? That's right. Who is stopping you? <laughs> there, I used to um, go to Arkansas uh, on weekly trips down there, and there was a lady that had out in the boonies now. Um, she had a little convenience store. She had several of them, but this little Burbank one. And on the day that I would stop in and visit with her, she would have hush puppies and uh, some kind of fish, 
and she'd fry that up and people would drive miles and miles to eat the mush puppies. The fish was just a side note to the mush puppies. They was real. I should have paid attention to what she was doing. She's telling me how to do it one day and uh, I didn't care about them because I don't, you know, when I don't eat, I want the meat. I want the fish. And it was really good too. I don't know, Lyle. I, I, I can't imagine you'd turn down some potato salad. No, I would not. I, so, well, there I, you I, go. I, so I just, left last night. Teddy was so mad at me. <laughs> I was going to say, who are you? You're not, you're lying now. I love potato salad. one of my favorite things. <laughs> she fixed a double, uh, I, I peeled 10 pounds of potatoes so she'd make this stuff. And, and we had about this much left in an ice cream cooler last night, or container in the refrigerator, and I finished it all off for a midnight snack. <laughs> uh, but I do, I dearly love it. And hell, I'm Peel another 10 pounds, she makes some more. There you go. Maybe you just need to peel them and nudge her in the side and say, hey, look, it's ready you know, for That's you. a lot of work. I don't want she don't you're, you're kidding. You're lucky you were in a sailor. I hear that's what they do when you're bad. I, I hear that. Potatoes. I know that she told me that last year when we went to Mendoza, uh, there were 15 pounds of potatoes she took up there. Wow. I did not. I had no idea. You know, when my mom makes potato salad, she boils them with the skins on and then uses a butter knife and just the skins just slide right off. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. I'm of course, she's got as best as hands. She does it while they're still warm, but I can't see if you didn't use some gloves like the barbecue guys do. That's a great I idea. I'll, I'll try that next time. Now, what she do with the hard-boiled eggs? There, I have a hard time getting a shell. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know how she does it. You're you're preaching to the choir here because I I suck at peeling them too. Yeah, I uh, I peeled, took care of all that for her just to get the potato salad and and while she was at it, we done enough. She made me some deviled eggs on top of it. Oh crap, Mark! It was an amazing meal. You, you should. Know have been- you know what my mother says? The eggs got to be a little older in order for them to peel these. I remember her telling me that a couple of times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> how old? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we check ours to make sure they float or don't float, you know. <laughs> Depends on where they come from. Another good thing, when you get through cooking all the fish, hush puppies, etc., cook a can of biscuits in oil and inject it with honey. That does sound really good. Yeah, we've done that, too. We'll just powder sugar them, though. They're, we haven't tried the honey. But we'll, we'll, we'll drizzle honey on them and then powder sugar we do. But inject them. I like really the way good. you think, David. Boil eggs for 10 minutes and run cold water on them. That's what we do. But I'm still having, I'm still, it may be me. Who knows? JG says the eggs need to be room temperature before boiling or after boiling, JG. Tell us the secret. Put boiled eggs in a jar with a little water and put on and shake. I, I saw videos of people doing that. Yeah, I have too. Maybe I'll try that tomorrow for breakfast. I'll report back Maybe to you. Maybe cut in the middle of the potato, then boil, and peel will come right off. Mm-hmm. Sunny, I didn't know you knew about cooking. That's Nothing wrong with cooking. The best chefs in the world are men. I think you're right. Don't tell Cindy that, but I think you might be right. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, she's the best chef in the world that way. I don't wise move. Wise move. I didn't get to look the full figured as I am without her being pretty damn good cook. I do the order and I mean cooking in this house. 
I just, you know, I like to cook outside. I, I'm not, um, I don't like cook inside because she tells me how to do things in the way she does it, the way I do it, two different things. If I go outside, she don't go out there and bother me. And when she's in here, I don't bother her. That works out really well. Oh, that, that, that reminds me. After the show tonight, Lyle, we need to get online and buy you some stuff for your outdoor kitchen. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, man. So, Mark, are you going to be going after some uh, some bait? or? Well, no, I'm, I, I got bait. I got about I got 16 bluegill. Uh, in, in my tank, so they'll, they'll be alive for a little while. I got I got a busy weekend. I wish I could get out uh, did you tomorrow. Catch them since you come back from Mendota, or did you bring them back? I know I caught them since I got back from Mendota. Okay, I went this week. I didn't I didn't go live because uh, it was at my same spot. I just wanted to get bait, and the week got uh, away from me tomorrow uh, and Saturday. We're looking for a car for pops, and I got a graduation on Sunday. So hopefully next week we'll be able to get out and. I understand now. I, I'm thinking I might take advantage of this kind of busy time, and I'll just take my lower unit off of my boat and have them fix the skag real quick. I think I might have found a guy who can do it in a couple of days for me. So as long as I take the, the lower unit off, which I have to to put that uh, impeller on, I think I'll get that done. Yeah, you know, you can you can buy a uh, uh, um, stainless steel piece to go right over top of that skag. He's going to charge me 150 bucks, Lyle. Oh, so. uh, yeah, I'd let him do it. <laughs> yeah. J.G. <laughs> Hill says, I have four different grills outside. I'm going to buy another one. Nice. I, under I understand, J.G. Trust I, me. I understand. I have a, I have a uh, Oklahoma Joe smoker that I dearly love. Um, and I have my Camp Chef griddle. Uh, it's a cooker with a griddle top that slides in there, and I like that a lot. That's you take the griddle off, and uh, that's where I fried the fish the other day. Worked really well. It's got two big burners on it. Uh, bought it basically to do cannon with, uh, but we use it for everything. And we took it to Mendota last year. The ladies used it up there and uh, liked it really well. So it worked really good. I remember. Yep, work, it did. worked out really well. So. I've been thinking about getting one of them small uh, black stones, like the 17-inch, just so I can blacken some fish up for me and the wife and that's, go from there. That's but, coming yeah. with me the next. In fact, we was talking about that the other day. I might do some blackened fish the next cook uh, because Cindy and I both like that. Uh, but we had my daughter come over, and, and she wanted some fish, and while I was cooking, the neighbor lady next door, she come over and had some, and the guy across the street come over and had a little, you know, by the time we was done, but we still had plenty left over. But uh, uh, I worry about it because I used to could really eat some fish, but not as much as I used to could. David Smith says, I have the PK grill and love it. Yeah, that PK grill, it's uh, it it piqued really my hard. interest a while, but I got cut off. They're like, you have enough stuff to barbecue on. You don't need any more. I hear that a lot. Yeah. But I, I want a vertical. I have a vertical gas smoker, but I want I don't like gas smokers. I want a vertical wood burner. I'm telling you, you just need that chud box. No, I can't. Get, the, get the credit card out, and we're going to get you that chud box. I wouldn't be able to buy nothing else all year. <laughs> Frank says, get that platinum skeg with the diamond prop nut. That'd be gangsta. Never heard of it. I haven't either, but it sounds amazing. I bet you Chad has that on his boat. 
But he has that Chad Fields money. That's right. <laughs> Sonny says, my griddle fits on top of my cutting board on my rod rack. Always cook on the boat. Nice. You yeah, know, it's funny cool. that he mentions that. You know, I always thought my boat was too little to uh, to cook on, right? Now I was fishing with Jerry on Friday, Hohausen. Mm-hmm. And we pulled over next to his buddy Al, and Al handed over a grill and some brats and some bread and ketchup and mustard, and we ended up grilling on the darn boat. It worked oh, out perfectly. It was delicious too. I have to I say, <laughs> Jerry's a heck of a cook. I, I like Jerry. Jerry's a good people. He is a great guy. But yeah, he's a great cook. Sonny, I have an idea. Maybe we can do a cook on your boat and make a show out of it. There you go. <laughs> Mark, you can't beat a good cast iron pan for blackened fish. I would have to agree with that. You can't beat a good cast iron for some cornbread either. That's right. That's right. That's right. I got a few cast irons. I got a thing for cast iron. It works pretty good. I got a lot of cast iron, and I get in trouble if I buy more. But if a deal comes up, it's only a deal if it's a deal, Mark. I got a cool cast iron pan with a... Uh, with a sugar skull engraved on the back of it. It's pretty neat. One of the Mexican what skulls. engraved on the back of it? It's called a sugar skull. It's got a skull. I showed you the one with the skull on the back, right, Lyle? I don't think so. I think I did. You might have, and I forgot it. There's Chad Fields finally making it into chat after we... That's why I'm the go. favorite son. Sonny <laughs> says, we can do that, and I have the coffee maker, too. Wow. He's got it all. He has got it all. Teflon pans suck. I don't know what that word is. And all that crap. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of Teflon. I'm not either. I got one Teflon pan that I seldom use. That's it. I like my cast iron stuff, but like I say, I, I hardly ever cook in the house susquehanna stan welcome buddy what's up stan uh um, says blackstone griddle top is uh cold rolled steel and still requires proper sodium like caster yeah i know somebody who uh they're 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 blackstone pretty much rusted away that's uh that's the same thing that my uh my griddle is made out of but if you season it It'll last forever. Same here. We have an addiction to cast iron. Stephanie gives me that, that look. <laughs> you know what? I need to send a picture of that one with the skull on the back. I'm, I'm, I have a feeling that Stephanie will be mad at me if I do. <laughs> I I don't remember that picture. You're gonna have to show it to me again. But right. uh, Richard and Stephanie are gonna be coming over to see me one of these days. The, the we may have to induct them as son and daughter because the rest of you never come to see me. Doctor. <laughs> Every time I try to make a date, you always avoid me. I'm starting to feel like how do you figure that? <sighs> we're gonna come. We're gonna get together. We're gonna do some fishing. You have to plan on being here a couple of days. I tried to tell Stephanie when she messaged me. Uh, I have some boat seats that are the tractor seats that recline, got headrest and armrest. And I took them out of the boat because Cindy liked the millennial seats and they was a little bit smaller, made more room in a boat. 
And the oh. other has been sitting on my back deck ever since. So they want those and, and they're going to get those and, and the live well, that extra live well that I have. And uh, I try to get them to stay all night. If they'd stayed all night, we'd go fishing. You know how that is. Favorite child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited that they're going to be coming over and seeing me and and uh, I got to get over their way. Rob Chance has a has a something for me that I need to pick up from him, and uh, that'd be great if I could get over there and see everybody. I want to go over there and go fishing. I haven't fished that part of the Mississippi River, Mark, and oh, I don't know since 2018 or 19. Yeah, it's been a little while. You know, COVID knocked out a bunch of stuff for Cindy and I because I didn't want to be around all that stuff and take a chance on getting it. And I didn't know it was all a, a made up cr- bunch of crap. I wasn't worried about it, but nobody knew. You know, nobody did know. Nobody, you know, people suspected, but nobody wanted to take the chance. But it, it is what it is. Live and learn. We won't <laughs> let them do that again. That's exactly right. <laughs> Stan says, I try not to get cast iron pans. Don't like to get hit with that. (laughs) I can outrun Cindy, so. I can see that happening, Stan. Sometimes when Stan starts telling me stuff, I I think he might have already been hit with that cast iron pan. (laughs) Just kidding, Stan. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, We're kind of off the topic again, but that seems to happen to us a lot. You know, that breakfast, Sonny says steak and eggs are good for breakfast on a boat. You know what we call that breakfast? The Chad Field Special. Chad Field Special. Very nice. Cold Creek Catfishing. Billy, welcome. I'm late getting in, but very busy today trying to get a bunch caught up so I can go fishing on the weekend. Well, good luck with that. I hope you get to get out and catch a bunch of fish. We should start a cooking show, Lyle, because look at this. My I think we should. pan is a vintage BSR Brigham stove and range. No one touches a cornbread pan. Never heard of that brand. I have. I have one of the big, what do they call them, great big cast iron pot. It's not real deep. A Dutch oven. Yeah, it's a huge one, though. Mm-hmm. Big oval-shaped one. Um uh, it's never been used yet. I need to season it and get it ready to go. Well, what's wrong with you? Get it, get to using. I've been busy, man. You fill that thing with oil and you drop some bluegill in there, and away you go. You know those I'm cast iron, about. those th- cast iron Dutch ovens were great for frying fish. Like I'm you know, you're right about that. They hold their temperature, so that yeah, there's not so much variance. There isn't a big drop when you're when you put a big batch of fish in there. And what, what I do is I I use one of those laser thermometers from Harbor Freight. Boom. Right when it gets to 350, you're good to go. Let her rip. I've I've got one of the uh, little things that sit on the side Mm -hmm. that has four prongs go out. I'll drop one of them in there and try to maintain the temperature that way. And I can can maintain the temperature when I'm frying fish. If I'm smoking something, I can have one in that. It's got separate deals for all of it. That's really cool. But, uh, yeah, I I like the cast iron stuff really well. J.G. Hill says it's a cauldron pot, like the what witches use. Could be. Mm-hmm. I like. I just like the cast iron stuff. It it's just works better for me. And uh, it's it's not. I have two other Dutch ovens. 
that are small round ones. You know, whether one of them is not real small, but um, like I say, that oval shaped one, I'm thinking if I could fill that up with potato salad, it'd be perfect. <laughs> Just get you one of them food grade food grade buckets, Lyle. You'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about that. I can't cheaper. cook on my boat. It's plastic. But sure, lunch is going down. <laughs> <laughs> Chad eats steak and eggs on his boat, question mark. Can someone please post one of his credit card numbers? <laughs> we've tried. Jeep, we've it's tried. About that. And Dee gets really mad about it. <laughs> Always take it to 375 and drop the fish in it. We'll cool down 350. That's how I do it. There you go. Especially when you're cooking panfish or crab because they're a little thinner fillets, most definitely. So you know, I I I bread mine with flour, almost a well, almost a batter. So I want to cook the flour taste out of it because you don't want your fish tasting like flour. Nope. And if you get get a little higher temperature on it, it, it does a good job. It gets it right out. So that's right. Sonny says if he takes all his cast iron on a boat, it might sink. <laughs> he must have a bunch. Rod Knocker says, peach cobbler in a Dutch oven is the bomb. Mark, have you ever seen peach candy? No. Like dehydrated peaches I've seen? No. Just flavored candy. No, I haven't. We was, I went to get my hair cut today, and the lady that cuts it always has a thing full of... Wait, 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 wait. Which one? You want an emoji? You want an emoji? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did get a haircut. <laughs> Lisa has this thing full of candy, and I, I got them little bitty suckers in it today. So I get one of them out, and I swear it was tasted as close, close to a peach as anything I ever ate. And, of course, I didn't have my glasses on, so I couldn't read the little writing on it. Cindy said it was mango pineapple. Oh, tasted I'm, like a peach. It was awesome. I'm not a fan of mango. I liked you know, we were at the restaurant for Mother's Day slash my father's birthday this weekend, and, and my wife ordered a drink, a mango drink. And the bartender was like, do you want one of those? I go, no, thank you. Mango, that is the okra of fruit. And she started dying, Lyle. Really? Well, because, you know, they're slimy. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that texture, so. Yeah. <laughs> Peaches and cottage cheese is good. You know what else tastes like peaches, Lyle? What's that? Peaches. peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jeep says, since you guys love cast iron so much, you should go purchase a cast iron tractor seat and use it in your boat. No, thank you. Not it, not me. I, I've sat on them old seats with no padding, and what padding was on it was gone. Um on tractors and stuff, and they're not all that good. I, I spent enough time on a bench seat in a I am, Sonny. <laughs> What'd you say, Mark? I said I spent enough time on a bench seat in a rowboat not to want to do that. Yeah, well, that cast iron seat on, on a tractor, usually you got a couple of bolt heads that stick up through the bottom of them. Uh, they're just not that good. And, and nobody that ever had one of them that wore the what little bit of padding on them out Never replace them, ever. So, Justin says, y'all got me starving. <laughs> Justin needs some fruit salad. Somebody get him a fruit salad. That's right. 
You're right, son. You says, oh no, mango and ripe and cut uh in the bowl from the fridge is awesome in the summer. Enjoy. You can have you can have mine, bug man. I'm telling you, that candy was amazing. I, I can just float away with it. <laughs> but Lisa's such a sweet lady and she does uh she does Cindy's hair and cuts what little I got left and uh, just does a really good job for us, and she's really nice. She had a huge, huge tree in her backyard that had four big shoots coming out of it. It was planted in the 1960s, and two of them blew out in the windstorm we had here last mm-hmm. week and hit her house, done a bunch of damage to it. I felt so sorry mm-hmm. for her, and now she's going to end up having to cut the other half of that tree down. Uh She's going to lose a lot of shade in the summertime, but she's lucky that she didn't get any more damage. Than she, did. she got enough. You she know, we've it. experienced that something in the backyard. We had a big old, huge, huge willow, like 45 feet tall. And that thing used to shade my, it, it would keep, it would shade my house so much. It would keep my cooling bills down in the summer. Yeah. And when we lost that tree, it was, it was, it would definitely hit home. Well, you know, when we bought this house eight years ago, it had two pecan trees in the yard. Now there's only one. The one was right off my back deck. It was probably 20 feet. And it was, you know, gigantic. Produced a lot of pecans. I hated to, but all the limbs was all over the roof of the house. Mm-hmm. And pecans are really bad about limbs breaking out of them. And I kept stewing and fretting and worrying about it and worrying about it and we end up having it taken out. Uh, now I don't have to worry about it, but I did get a lot of good smoking wood. <laughs> but uh, I've been through it all now. But uh, you know, it was really bad to to take that big pecan out. But I was so worried, as bad as they are about breaking limbs, that it would go right through my garage roof and no telling what else. So it's now gone, and it is what it is. Bugman says we have to respect the old farmers for sure. He's right about that. Peach Jolly Ranchers taste like ripe, uh, ripe peach. I've not ever had them. Didn't know they made them. I'll have to try that. Danny Stone, welcome, buddy. Been packing up the camper, heading out right after work tomorrow. Can't wait to see my buddy Chad. Huh. That, that'll change. Just tomatoes planted. Can't wait for homegrown BLTs. I'm with you on that. I got a whole. Well, have you ever had a purple tomato? No. My neighbor just came over and says, "I planted a bunch of purple tomatoes. You want any ones?" They boom. I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I was gone all weekend. Yeah, I watched a little, very that. little bit of it. I seen you was in there, but I didn't. I couldn't stay. JG, I, you got you got to get in on the Panfish Nation Championship, bud. There's plenty of openings still. Let us know if you're interested. When did did you change your date to, Mark? Uh, June 11th. We're doing it. June 11th. Okay. June 11th. So get signed up. If you're not signed up, you need to be. If we get enough entries, Mark will go to the Green Wheel. And choose that way if not we'll go with what he has and it's going to be a lot of fun and then right after that chad's having his and then more or uh josh, josh? Will be having an entry to it and Dockery. Dockery. 
and then the championship will be on Panfish Nation itself. It will. We're going to have a great time. The top two. You're going to be hosting that by yourself because I'm going to be in the championship. Well, I hope I'm in it, but if I'm not, so be it. I can I can do it. I'll get somebody to help me. Get Sonny to help me. All right, Sonny. Take your pills. Get healed up. Make sure you listen to what that doctor says, buddy. I hope you feel better. Planted five Cherokee purples, rated as a super flavor tomato. I'm going to have to find some of them. It's so good. You know, best tomato I ever had was when I visited my sister, Betty Jean. She $1 per, potato, per tomato from the Amish, and they were worth it, Lyle. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yeah, they were good. Mark, we have a place, um, I don't know, probably 30 miles from me. Look at that. He's sucking up to Danny, ain't he? He is. Yeah. About 30 miles from me, they have an Amish auction twice a week. And it's full. It's anybody can buy in there, but restaurants, grocery stores, they'll buy stacks of stacks of flats of tomatoes so much. And you take them all and there will be 25 or 30 in that group. And you can get a good deal on them if you want to. If you own a business or something where you use that many. Or if you want to can some, which is what I plan to do, go up there and buy a bunch of them. And then, you know, I like tomatoes out of the can. So I do, good. Of, do a lot of other stuff. They're good. They're good tomatoes. And, uh, uh, you know, they grow some amazing stuff. So Yeah, they don't mess around. They do, it, they, do it the old, they do it the old fashioned way and they get it right. That's exactly right, and uh, I've got some I'm going to grow, but I plan on slicing and eat every one of them. <laughs> or slice up, put on some white bread with some mayo. Oh, slice yep. of cheese if you're feeling sassy, you're good to go. There you go. That's exactly right. I'll bet the ones Betty had was real good, though. My dad used to eat the yellow ones a lot. He mm -hmm. said they had less acid in them, and he had... Uh, of course, they didn't, they didn't call it acid reflux in those days. This was back, he died in, in 1973, so they just called it heartburn and indigestion and stuff like that. But uh, he ate, he loved them, and he ate the yellow ones just because they, he claimed that they had less uh, acidicity. Is that how you say it? Acidity? It? Something like that. That's it? That there too. <laughs> So Monday nights you got who on your show? I'm having Freddie on on my show. We're gonna just talk fishing and 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 uh, uh, see how he uh, enjoyed his weekend up there with us and and what he has planned going on and and how he's been fishing. So and, and we're gonna probably talk bad about Chad for an hour to be honest with you, since he works for him. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be nice to Chad. Surely, we're always nice to Chad. <laughs> I'm just still sore that he beat my PB. Uh, he had a great, he had caught a great fish up there. Uh, yeah, he you did. guys had a wonderful time. I'm very sad that I didn't get to make it, but next year I'll be there and and uh, we'll go at it just like we would have this year. I was gonna have Freddie on my show next Thursday night. I have to kick him off. <laughs> hey, Jeremy Alpatron, welcome, buddy. Glad to see you in here tonight. Okay, that was funny. That is funny. <laughs> uh, 
And everybody do it with Kenneth says. Kenneth over at Takedown Catfish and says, y'all hit that thumbs up, please. And if you're not subscribed, we would appreciate that. You can always join to be a member. But, um, you know, we'd love to have you as a subscriber. we got a lot of things planned for the show for the rest of the year. So uh, jump right in there and hit that thumbs up. We'd appreciate it. We're going to just see. I don't think we have anything scheduled for Monday night, but uh, Chad and, and uh, Josh will come up with a great idea. We'll have a great show Monday night on Catfish Weekly, and we'll be back here right at the bait shop next Thursday night, um, hopefully with some fishing information, 25.5, Mark, 25.5. Here, Lyle, you, you guess what I'm doing? Um, Hanging my head in shame. What was what was the one you caught? Is that the 20, one? Twenty four pounds, uh, six ounces. That's what it is well, to me. Well, there's a, there's millions of people that go their whole life and don't catch a channel cat that big. Yeah, that's but I can go back next week, and I'm thinking I might have to. The only thing yeah. that's keeping me from is these pictures of people catching flathead on the river. Chad <laughs> might have gotten a reprieve till next year. Twenty five point five. Great it's fish. A fish. It's not thirty though. It's not 30. It's not I haven't 30. caught a 30 yet. I'm very disappointed in that, but hopefully. I heard that somebody, Jerry showed me a picture of some kid who caught a 34 last week up there. A 34. His first catfish wow. ever, 34-pound channel cat. Wow. Man. Look at this. Chad's being nice to me. He must want something. He's right, though. They're, they're both great. Let's hear what Tim has to say. Tim says, I was going to be on Chad's show, uh, but he blackballed me. <laughs> so now I'm going to do Avid's show. <laughs> Tim, I finished your coffee last week. It was delicious. Well, I hope people um, got a little information from us tonight about the spawn and, and when and how to catch a bunch of, of uh, large bluegill. Um, if you have any questions uh, about catching bluegill, the spawn, or anything like that, you can leave it in the comment section below, and we'll answer those for you. Uh, and be sure to tune in next Thursday night because we'll be back. We're going to be talking about catching panfish and having a great time. Probably talk about food. Seems like that always comes up. It's because we're hungry, boys. We are, full figured. <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next week on Fan Fish Nation. Good night, everybody. Have a great weekend. Oh, wait, wait. One last thing, Lyle. Hurry.